You're listening to Wicked Thoughts, a podcast by Flair Castro. This show helps founders and professionals understand business trends, social media, digital lifestyle, and how to be a better entrepreneur. For season four, we cover topics powered by a dash of social. Let's start learning in three, two, one. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Wicked Thoughts Season 4. So I have with me Miss Janet Toral. She is, first and foremost, I would really call her my mentor. That's uh, basically the thing that has helped me with my career, being uh, her, with her being a mentor for me. But aside from that, I would say that she is one of the um, forefront forerunner of everything digital related in the Philippines. Right now, she consider herself a social media specialist. She has been um, part, or I mean, she has been running digitalfilipino.com, of which I was a member as well before. And it has been running for 22 years already. So, guys, help me welcome Miss Janet Toral. Hi, Miss Janet. Thank you so much, Flair, and uh, congratulations to your ever-growing podcast. And uh, finally, <laughs> finally, glad to be of uh, glad to be part of this. It's an honor. Thank you. Definitely, I've been looking for the perfect season to bring you on board. And of course, since we're talking about Dash of Social for season four, you would be the perfect one of the perfect guests to bring in the podcast. So yeah, Miss Janet, I know I've described what you are doing, what you're currently busy with. I would love to hear that. And I'm sure our guests, uh, I mean, our um, audience as well, would love to hear from you. How would you describe yourself? Currently, I describe myself more as a coach. Uh, I'm a, mm-hmm. I, I would consider myself as a, as a digital leadership coach. So right. more often than not, uh, it covers a variety of topics. So I guess, and it, as you said, uh, most usually around digital. So people mm-hmm. needing advice or inputs on their e-commerce initiatives or on their digital right. marketing or social initiatives, and they vary from different sectors. And usually it also cuts across uh, other soft skill related type of concerns like branding, leadership, sales, business development, and the likes. Right. So guys, um, Miss Janet has been a mentor, not just for me. Um, I remember I had, uh, I took the Ateneo Digital Filipino course. And I think that was the closest I was with Miss Janet when I started my career. So I ended up getting the certification for it. I'm a certified blog and social media entrepreneur. And that course from her was one of the stepping stones from my freelancing into being a digital agency owner talaga. So um, I think from here, Miss Janet, I would love to take this chance to say thank you for everything that you have done for me and for my career. <laughs> you know, so I, we've been working on a lot of projects together, and I think last year our biggest was the e-commerce um, entrepreneur summit, right? So yeah, I mean, in that's terms our, of that's our last yeah. one, but our biggest was the the e-commerce summit and influencer summit a few years back because they all have to be face to face. Yes, and it has that offline component. It was the longest. longest last year. 
We were oh, working oh. on it for nine months. Grabe Imagine. Ba? <laughs> it was the longest, but it was it was fun because we were able to. I think para, for me, Miss Janetta, parang we were able to move really fast with how we are going to deliver it. Especially in the middle of a pandemic, everything changed. Our plan was to really have it offline, the usual the the, the usual events that we have. And then suddenly, with the pandemic, everything closed down. We had to change it up. <laughs> Nine months of promotion into changing it into a series of mini events. That was an experience. Heck of an experience. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Mm-mm. So yeah, I mean, since we are talking about dash of social, social media, how would future or incoming entrepreneurs do self-promotion on social media what do you think would be the best strategies to do so if they want to be similar to you and how you um, run your business or how do you promote yourself what are some things that we can tell them miss janet i think they still have to establish uh, the the fundamentals no which is all about building relationships because mm. no matter how much you promote online but if you don't establish uh, relationships if you don't sustain them if you don't strengthen them then any relationships that you will have or any value added that you have achieved will be short lived no so when mm. we talk about relationships it's all about building your network no in in the book yourself solid methodology we call that the like building a network of 90 so for example you compile a list of people this can be your current customers past customers current partners past partners current mentors past mentors uh, or one or people that you have uh, dealt with one way or another that has helped you in a in, in whether in a big way or in a small way it depends on how you want to rank your 90 people and then you think about ways that you can keep in touch with them at least once a month you know and and you keep in touch by adding value you don't just say hi hello but you really try to look for something where you can add value as part of that one-on-one conversation i think that is very important because at the end of the day people want to do business with people they like so whether True. whether everything is equal or everything is not equal uh, let's say if there are several choices and all of the choices are very competitive still people will do business with business with those that they like so if you want to enter that likable range more than any other person then that means that you have to continuously um, strengthen your relationships no um and then, of course, uh, if you don't have enough people to fall into a 90 people count category where you can keep in touch with at least three people every day and add value to them, then you can uh, also invest in outreach. So mm-hmm. outreach can be people that maybe you want to build relationships with. This can be your Facebook friends, but they haven't really matured into a customer relationship. Right. So you try mm-hmm. to add value to them at least once a month. And hopefully over and, you know, you do your effort like uh, appreciating their content, interacting with them at least once a month. You don't have to do it every week or every day. You look like a stalker if you do that. Um, (laughs) But at least uh, you do it once a month and then you try to add value as well to that person. And uh, hopefully maybe after six months, you know, or maybe less, you'll be able to mature or level up that relationship and see, look for ways that you can, of course, add value. And then um, from from a networking perspective, so networking with people mm-hmm. you know, networking with people you haven't really leveled up the relationship, no, mm-hmm. the outreach. You can also build your referral network. 
you know, people who can give you business or people you can give business to. So sometimes uh, people are shy to touch base with you if they try to refer someone and it did not materialize. Partly like they disappointed you because it did not materialize. But actually, it is important that you also build your referral network, keeping them posted, keeping them updated. Mm. Um, add value to them because uh, sooner or later, who knows, they might be able to give you a second referral, a third referral, or you in your in your own way, you can also give something back. So you just uh, work on continuously um, adding value. So I think that would be the first one, the, the face-to-face connection. That would be the first one. But in in such a situation like now, Miss Janet, na everything is done online, we're, we're working from home, lots of Zoom sessions, Google Meet, and all that. How does one give that value, or how does one build that kind of relationship when we're just in front of the screen? I mean, we're not fully open yet, diba? Because of the pandemic, what would you I suggest? I think it's really about reaching out and mm-hmm. trying to catch up one on one because so, a lot of people, like as you said, no, they just they, they, they might take communication for granted. Mm-hmm. So investing in your one-on-one meetings can be really important, whether you're mm-hmm. offering a free consultation session or a free coaching session, or you say that, hey, I noticed this. If you need help, um, <clears throat> I still have free coaching sessions this month if you want to avail of it. So mm-hmm. like, uh, like usually my case, whenever I end my talks, I offer a free 30-minute consultation session. So usually I would find a few people availing that, very few people avail that. But at least for those who avail, I really make time to, uh, to conduct the session. And, um, and for your existing contacts, uh, you, can, you can schedule it like a gift-giving. Uh, like for example, huh. the holiday season is coming in. So two, mm-hmm. a few years ago, like I think two to three years maybe two years ago, I remember giving that as a free gift, you know, giving people a, a growth coaching session. So Yes, I think I, think I, I remember I, that. Yes, you, you, mm-hmm. I think you also avail of that, Flair. I think yes. around uh, 200 people avail of that. And I think that was a great investment on my end. Of course, mm-hmm. not everyone. Of course, you give that with the, with the best intention of adding value because these people are important to you. Uh, but uh, of course, eventually some of them paid off. No, uh, uh, Very Uh-oh. few. Uh, they're the few ones that paid off. Uh, uh, they're really good. So, but, but at the end of the day, it's you adding value. So you look for ways that you can uh, continuously add value to people. Oh, so this is parang part the networking, the outreach, the referral. You oh. have to be really out there and you know like show up in uh, for these people. Now, I remember also. Um, I I was I'm not really comfortable speaking before. No, um, it was not my forte. I'm really introverted, and you were the one who really pushed for me to speak. <laughs> I remember we had an event in Seisang Hotel in, in Cebu. That was really the first that I had to organize everything. I had to organize the event. I also had to speak. I was like, parang na ano ako dun? Parang na, parang... I was overwhelmed because it was something na beyond my you know comfort zone. So how do you think speaking would help? Being a speaker, being a consultant, like you said, how, do, how does that help um, if, if you build up that kind of portfolio, your speaking portfolio? I think speaking is uh, very important, no? Because that's the fastest way that you can try to build your credibility. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you don't have speaking opportunities where you can speak at 
the events if there are no events where you can speak. I, I think the beauty now is that you can organize your own speaking events. You can organize <laughs> your own FB events, FB Live. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can also organize without you speaking yourself. No, You can invite people to be a guest speaker or, or you, you function as a moderator or as a host. Right. But in the process, you also try to build your credibility by being associated with other speakers. And then um, after a while, then maybe when you get comfortable already, then you can step up and be the speaker yourself. No? So that can be one way of doing it. Uh, similar to some, oh. some of the experts, like I remember... Uh, I encountered people who tried building their blogs. No? I remember their first 10 or first 20 blog posts were interviews of other people because the intention mm. there is for the network of these people to be the one to visit the blog post because they will all be promoting the blog because they got featured there. You know, and, and then later on, they were able to position themselves. So there are many ways that you can go about it. But definitely uh, speaking is one way for you to add value, especially if you are speaking from the perspective of you educating someone rather than promoting mm. yourself, rather than hard selling. Sometimes mm -hmm. you don't even have to hard sell. You just focus on adding value. And then sooner or later, it can also convert no, to... Uh, potential clients who really appreciate, uh, who really thinks that, who will realize that you are the person that can solve solve their problems or help them with their needs. And then I remember being out there talaga. I considered it parang advocacy na when you go out and when you speak and then even if you don't get anything from it, like any fees at all, diba? it's like advocating what you believe in and what the topics that you consider yourself to be a thought leader of. Paano kaya, Miss Janet, if I'm the introvert, you know, I'm an introvert, and then I had to get out of my shell to do the speaking part. So if there are students out there, like your, your students, for example, how did you parang coach them out of their, of their comfort zone? How do you usually do that? I, I just invite them to become speakers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Bingo. I remember one of my students was very shy. And then during the event, I told her that, uh, why don't you share some insights on how to become a virtual assistant? And she was so shy. but So when she started speaking, she was so tense. But at the end, her talk was really great because it really added value. No? And, and sometimes you just have to be... Some, some, I think as long as you have someone um, at least recognizes your potential, sees your potential, uh, that, that uh, gives you that encouragement. I think by default, all of us wanted to be encouraged. And we always mm -hmm. try to live up the potential, the expectation of another person. So if oh. that person has seen your potential and somehow uh, more or less given you some expectations of what you can be, so some so so in deep within you want to fulfill that expectation or even mm -hmm. surpass that expectation given and there's more moral boost because before without encouragement you might be shy to take the initiative but if somebody gives that encouragement you now have a reason to take the initiative because you want oh. to prove yourself and then some of them actually become like they level up right? they become streamers they become speakers themselves they become podcasters so now they're out there how does it feel for you miss janet like, like as a mentor like you see your students succeeding in their field how does how does that make you feel i wonder and of course uh uh, you feel happy about it 
but I'm I'm also I don't want to get their success into my head because um, mm -hmm. let's say even if I was a, a teacher at one point in their life I'm only what one percent two percent of uh, what they have become because at the end of the day um, your network your perseverance the development of your integrity mm -hmm. your character uh, all of those uh, come into play the, how you invested in your relationships sure. how you treat people how you connected with people uh, how you develop your talent and skill how you build your portfolio all of that forms a bigger part of uh, who you become so uh, definitely uh, of course we're very happy whenever we see other people succeed we okay. also don't try to latch on their success it's not like oh i'm very proud of you you were my student before i don't do that <laughs> parang, parang that's that's like credit grabbing no so parang um Oh, sometimes, of course, you get emotionally carried away because you're so happy. But uh, later on, I realized I should not. I I know that I should not be doing that because uh, you don't try to. I think it's unfair to to even though you have good intentions, it, it might appear like you're trying to get credit on other people's. Tama no. Oh, oh, oh. I, and I see a lot of consultants like that. I think especially if they're offering, let's say, free classes because they want to promote their um, social media. Uh, what you call that classes tapos they see their students succeeding you can always see them in the comments diba na parang oh I'm happy that you were you know part of the cohort and all that so yeah i agree with you there are definitely some out there who credit grab mm -hmm. so but then i agree with you na parang it's the whole package how you're presenting yourself and speaking of presenting yourself let's say of course we're talking about social media here miss janet no um, where does writing come in in social media? Because when you use your platform to advocate for something or to stand for something, especially right now in the elections, no, there, there's always that writing part na your voice being out there um, would represent you as yourself. How do you use this one? How do you use writing as a tool for self-promotion in social? Uh, of course, that's where you communicate your thoughts because there's there's only too too little that you can communicate through images. Of course, although we might say that an, an image can speak a thousand words, mm -hmm. and our videos can also say a lot, but but there are people who will not be patient enough to listen through a forty-five minute audio. There are people who will not be patient <laughs> enough to watch a forty-five minute video. So the nice thing about text is that. At a glance, within the first 10 seconds or within the first five seconds, you can already decide whether this makes sense or not. So mm -hmm. definitely writing can be uh, very powerful. Now, outside of social media, if we publish content on our blog, if we publish content uh, on, I think, on third-party article, on third-party websites, that's where you also build your reach. Because if you mm -hmm. only publish within your platform, within your Facebook page, within your profile, within your Facebook group, uh, within your website, you're only farming because you're only talking to, to people who know you already. However, mm -hmm. the moment you start publishing your content and let's say it appears on other people's groups, on other people's pages, on other entities' websites, then that's where you expand. That's where you try to scale and build momentum for your content because you're trying to attract mm. other readers. Mm. Uh, but, but of course, that will take time. But uh, definitely, it can be worth the investment because for a lot of people who, who might be contemplating of getting people in your category, 
mm-hmm. uh, one of the one of the ways that they will find you is through your writing. Yes, they might find you through your videos, but your writing will be a heavy influence because on even on search engine results, that that is the thing that ranks first, you no know, more Ooh, often than true. not. No, mm-hmm. more often than not. Uh, that's why we can't we can't uh, ignore it. Although social media content is also searchable. Uh, but they are easily forgettable. Like your viral post today that might have 300 likes, 500 likes. Uh, two weeks later, three weeks later, it's forgotten. And uh, you still be lucky if people will be able to search it. But if if but if that's a but if you converted that to an article, uh, like either inside a social media platform or you publish it on your website, mm-hmm. then the potential for reach might be higher. Oh, and I agree with that because I I know that some of the referrals, some people that message me even via email now, may mga leads pa rin kami that we receive because of the articles that we published on Third Team before, like long time ago. It still has value. But then, parang in comparison, Miss Janet, you have these search engines crawling the content that you create because of your writing. There's also the part na on social media, even if we know na parang there's a there's a half-life for the posts that we publish. But I feel like it has more impact, especially on the things that you say that might be outside the context of your work. Let's say, for example, ngayon, I mean, people are posting about politics and I'm not sure if you have like a stand for this, but, you know, Tonyo, when I, when I interviewed him, he said that before we are practitioners in our industry, we are Filipinos first. So in a way, how do you think people should police themselves? Or like, especially for us, um, for us practitioners, how should we police ourselves so that the things that we write on social media don't affect our, <laughs> don't affect our careers? Mm, well, actually, it's a risk that you have to take, no? It can be part of your branding. It can be part mm-hmm. of your packaging. I remember there was a time during elections that I would be writing uh, articles also about politicians, either sharing my sentiment, but I usually do only one or two. No, when when mm-hmm. especially when the cup is full already, where okay, <laughs> it's enough. I have to type something. No, that I would feel that maybe mm-hmm. my in my own small way I can contribute to the discussion, but not in all discussions. But I but also you have there's a there's a part of it where you have to be careful, especially if you are. Um, like in my case, since I conduct trainings and sometimes my training programs are in collaboration with certain government agencies, there's Ooh. actually social media decorum for government personnel. Mm. Although even if you are not government personnel, but you don't want to make your uh, you don't you don't want to make the people that you work with uncomfortable with you because you're not following their protocol. No? <laughs> so I guess that's part of the consideration. So if I am if maybe when the time comes when I'm not gonna stream anything on Facebook Live that will be <laughs> under a government agency brand, then I'll be more than comfortable speaking my heart out, my brains out. But uh, but. <laughs> But I think uh, if I see myself doing more of that, then I guess I, I there are things that maybe I can just keep it to myself for now, uh, <laughs> out of respect, no, for the institutions, the people that I work with, um, and uh, also the public that I serve, so that whatever work I do will not have any 
color as they would say no so, ah. so, so i guess that's <laughs> where you really have to i guess that's where you really have to decide no parang uh, a part of it is a function of ethics i guess no a part yes. of it is a function yes. of ethics mm-hmm. uh, like uh, or if you want, if you don't want to call it ethics i guess it's a uh, it's like um work 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 ethic or or mm-hmm. respect no respect for your peers no so being sensitive to other people's emotions no i guess that's mm-hmm. that's where one can also come from agree and especially the heated discussions right now about the colors and all so you know if you want to stay neutral because you want to protect your interests you don't have agenda an agenda yourself then maybe just keep it on the down low depending on who you're aligned with i think mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah so, ayan, Miss Janet, if we could go through all the social media platforms, if I could ask you if whether these tools are actually helpful for um, your students or for fellow entrepreneurs, how helpful do you think Twitter is right now? Uh, Twitter, I think it still allows you to keep in touch with a lot of with people. Um, mm-hmm. It's a, it's it allows you to connect still with your network because I remember I, I was still able to get some. Uh, conversions uh, via oh. Twitter. So for me, uh, I use Twitter like a bookmarking tool. So there are articles ah, right. that I like. Mm. To, if I, if there are articles that I like, I tweet them. So it, it uh, in the process, it functions as a bookmarking tool because it appears in my profile. But right. at the same time, it can also add value to others. Sometimes mm. if I want to rant or say something, I will do it <laughs> on Twitter because I Oh my God, ako <laughs> <laughs> because I really recognize that it's already a run platform, so I guess it's safer to say something there because it's a it's a bit normal, no, to say something there. Um, and then, uh, but I'm interested how things will change because uh, they now add added tipping on Twitter. So if you are on iOS, you can turn on the tipping feature on your profile. Yeah, so maybe I, I should already, update mine. I haven't oh, seen I, that. <laughs> oh, I already turned on the tipping feature on my profile. Although I haven't done anything that may be worth tipping, but something that I am interested exploring so that just to understand how it works. Um, so I think it's still a, a useful platform. I'm, I'm, I still find myself uh, communicating with a lot of people, uh, connecting with a lot of people. And, uh, it's, and I think it's a good platform also to talk about issues that you are really interested in. And maybe when mm-hmm. the time comes, whether I want to reveal the parties that I support, the colors oh, that I support, maybe I'll do it. That would be on Twitter. Right. Although right now, I'm more neutral with the content. Like if, if politician A said something nice that I think it makes sense, I like it. If somebody else said something nice, I say I like it. Because I think all of mm-hmm. them, by default have uh, good potential all of them wants mm-hmm. to serve everyone the best wants intentions to, oh so. everyone wants to do good for the country so so mm-hmm. i guess may may the best man or may the best woman win <laughs> <laughs> Totoo. and to just say it twitter is actually one of my favorite platform talaga like top favorite top so um how about linkedin miss janet is it helpful for entrepreneurs especially in the philippines um, I think LinkedIn is uh, useful, especially if you are in a situation where you want to build your reach. Mm. Out- if your focus is outreach. 
So like in, in like in my case, I use uh, LinkedIn to really expand my connections. Mm-mm. And uh, although you can also get conversions there, especially for your free webinars, especially if you know how to use it well, use the event feature mm-hmm. platform of uh, of LinkedIn, uh, posting it on your uh, page and then al- being able to alert people of the updates it has that it has those uh, cool tools too mm-hmm. and then I also like the sales navigator uh, feature of uh, mm-hmm. LinkedIn I activated my sales navigator subscription there so it allows ah, so it's me a to premium. follow <laughs> uh, it allows me to track companies uh, allows me to connect with people who set their settings to follow <laughs> Mm. So no, I don't want to follow you. I want to connect with you. I do it through Sales Navigator. <laughs> That's helpful. That's helpful. Yes. And, How about for... Yeah, and, go ahead. And, and of course, you get updates in the process and it mm-hmm. allows you to keep you posted. So for example, like when I recently had a study focusing on the BPO sector, so I was trying mm-hmm. to connect with the players in the sector. Mm-hmm. So LinkedIn was very powerful and then I was able to monitor also their activities because they're actively posting on the platform. And I was able to follow a lot of the personalities there as well. So that's easier to do on LinkedIn rather than on Facebook. Yes, and it, in a way, it's already targeted because you can see you can already already profile them based on what they have. That's know, right. And um, for Instagram, I'm sure it's very helpful for e-commerce companies right now. Do you think Instagram is still worth the time investing in? Um, definitely, Instagram has its market, especially for foodie influencers. Yes, <laughs> I think I think that's the primary platform, and. Um, but for regular postings, definitely it's not it's not really the platform for promoting your stuff. Although I was able mm-hmm. to get some conversions there also when promoting mm-hmm. our events. Uh, but I guess it's a it's a platform where you can where you can really share uh, stories. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's really designed for that. So I guess if you are if you if you want to so I guess if you want to channel the appropriate content for the for the mm-hmm. right platform, then I guess anything you love about food, I won't post it on Facebook. Most likely, I will post it on Instagram. That will be on IG definitely. Mm-hmm. And of course, our favorites, Facebook, still relevant, ba? I think there's a lot of competition already. There's a lot of competition, but if you were able to establish your network early, then it's a it's a platform for you to keep in touch with your network. Um, mm. But I suggest, of course, uh, making sure that you have a backup. So like, for example, your Facebook connections can be your LinkedIn connections ah. or your Facebook connections are also, you follow them on Twitter or on Instagram so that if in case Facebook goes down for one reason or another, ah, not, yeah. you, you are Recently. not <laughs> And we, because when the when the when that thing happened, diba, it affected everyone, no, especially people running ads. The ads were were a mess because of that mm-hmm. uh, that outage, no. And it took a week for that out. Uh, I mean, I think hindi pa nga siya fully recovered, no, to the point it disrupted everyone's settings. They have to do yes. it all over again. Fabulous. Your ads, which may be confirmed converting 5x all of a sudden it's only converting 1x no so oh so there can be a lot of uh, challenges but uh, yeah. still 
uh, it's a powerful tool to connect with people. It's a powerful tool to share content. But I guess if you've been there in the platform for too long, then you have to think about ways that you can still continuously add value. Do you mm -hmm. go with the trend, with the way how things are being discussed, or do you just focus to what you truly are and what value you provide and be consistent with it? Right, right. Still value at the end of the day. Now, of course, we've mentioned the top parang platform before, but now it's TikTok that's on top. I mean, lots of businesses want to try and see how they can leverage the value of, uh, I mean, the use of TikTok right now. How do you use this in this in your campaigns, Miss Jenny? I think I think TikTok. Uh, the the only reason it is on top is because people are downloading TikTok for the first time. Oh, um, I think from that perspective, because they rank it at top from the most downloadable app, because a lot mm. of people are downloading it for the first time. So mm. I guess it's only for the time being being a new application. But but mm -hmm. if you will compare it to the uh, formidable ones, they have been downloaded for quite some time and they're just refreshing. So we cannot say that they're they are less popular. temporary spike oh. uh, temp whether it will be able to sustain itself i guess remains to be seen um i guess for tiktok it really has its own audience because it's not your usual feed where you'll be seeing a lot of content you really have to hang out there so that you'll be able to see a lot of content especially maybe, the trending ones mm -hmm. yes and i think maybe it's working right now because of the pandemic situation people looking for content <laughs> that may entertain themselves but it will be interesting how how it will perform once things uh, really get back to normal we'll really get back to the way that where we can really go out and do business. And uh, do we really end up publishing our content there? Are we really that comfortable in converting using videos? Uh, although the beauty of the platform is really more focused on engagement rather than following. Mm. So uh, that's why there are a lot of pages who don't have content. They just focus on uh resharing uh content resharing trending ones oh, resharing trending mm. ones on their profile or doing uh stitching uh type of videos so for mm -hmm. me i think i will use uh, tiktok more for stitching rather I tried <laughs> that's what i wanted to own. ask you because if I you are active on tiktok already i have to not check. so much <laughs> not so much but uh but whenever i get forced to demonstrate it i would usually do stitches because <laughs> i think that would be that will make more sense to me yeah, I haven't tried out TikTok talaga. Just last night, um, one of our teammates said that we should create a TikTok. So, ayun, I created the account, but I don't really know how to get started with it because, you know, shy tayo, introvert mode. Like, I don't want to show my face and record a video because I can dance for the for the heck of it, no? So, anyway. But the question there is, why would you do it, right? I mean... Oh, <laughs> oh what's the intention and what's your goal? Yeah, yeah what's your intention? Oh, and I think for for that new audience ni TikTok, it's really for the Gen Zs, the Basila yung they're the ones who can easily find something trending or make something trend, like a challenge or or what. So I wanted to ask Miss Janet, do you think for us, ba, like the, the older ones in in social media and the practitioners who've been there for a long time, do you think the Gen Zs would be the best um the best ones to create content in our platforms right now? Uh, definitely, they can provide a lot of inputs. No, uh, for social media campaigns, 
um, if you really want to be effective, you would like to hire different people to work on your social media content uh, because sometimes we get bored or nagkasawa na ba? No? Nauumay na doon sa topic. No? So sometimes you want to get a, a fresh perspective no? on the on on the topic and getting uh, new eyes, fresh eyes, uh, fresh insights. No, pwedeng makapagbigay sila ng mga ideas. So definitely, I agree na uh, whether and not only Gen Zs, no, even other people para mag magkaroon ka lang ng ibang perspective on how can they how they can attack the topic and as long as nandun yung heart niya for uh, for content creation and maybe flair kung balikan ko lang ng konte like yung sa Facebook di ba ngayon na uso mm-hmm. na yung Facebook stars no mm-hmm. uh, ayun kaya yung Facebook page ko ngayon ang ginagagasa ko recently sa isang show na yung mga gamers bago sila maglaro magsasayaw muna sila for two hours yung parang kakaldag no kakaldag muna sila so para may mga two hour challenge six hour challenge tapos in between ano sila no makita ko yon sabi ko pwede yan sa akin ha pero ang ginawa ko pero hindi ako sasayaw sabi ko magbo-webinar muna ako dahil kalimbawa <laughs> I, I will look at my old deck So ginawa natin like ko siya uh-huh. lately. I was looking for all my presentations, 'di ba? May mga presentations tayo na hindi uh-huh. na natin uh-huh. present anymore. So mm-hmm. I was looking at my old decks. Tapos sabi ko, ay ito, pwede ko tong itok ulit, i-update ko siya ng konti. So itutok ko siya ng konti, tapos after that maglalaro na ako. <laughs> para masubukan ko lang. Two hours? Uh, It's really hindi, long, ha? Hindi naman, hindi naman, naman two hours. Parang lumalabas mga 30 minutes yung talk, tapos maglalaro ka ng 30 minutes din. So <laughs> Parang all of a sudden, ayun na. Tapos meron naman nagbibigay na stars ba? Okay. <laughs> What do you play? I didn't know that you play. Ano, ano, ano nga, boring nga, Sudoku. <laughs> very, very intellectual. And then you can stream Sudoku. it naman, di ba? Oh, as long Sudoku. as it's online. Skyshare, Sudoku, kapos ha. Napinita na nga ako mag-OBS eh, kasi para kailangan yata talaga nag- nakikita ka habang naglalaro ka. Tapos lately, eh, meron akong nilalaro before yung mga Ninja Kiwi na games kaso may naka-archive oh. na yung Bloons TD5. So, yung last two yun na nilalaro ko. Pero, hindi <laughs> bang din naman ako? Kasi usually, pampantok din siya eh. <laughs> Dapat mag-ano na tayo, Miss Janet, yung Kumo. I'm not sure if you tried that platform but I, I spoke to Chris Star the, the last um, episode din. Um, when, I, when I talked to Chris Chris, he said na, okay, there's this trending creator economy. They're mostly also on Kumu kasi yun yung local na platform natin. Have you checked out Kumu ba? Uh, yes, pero yun na nga ang challenge mo, Flair, di ba? When you have mm-hmm. so many channels, no? Yun nga, yun saan nga. Ka talaga, mm-hmm. Saan ka talaga mag-focus, no? Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, I would like to try it someday. Pero mm-hmm. sa ngayon siguro, parang... Um, pag pag talaga may ano na may time na na gawin siya o kaya kung mm-hmm. if i really find myself serving mga content creators uh, kung yun na talaga yung program ko pang content creators na kasi karamihan pa rin ng market na sineserve ko i still find them yung mga MSMEs mga gustong matuto ng ganito gustong right. matuto ng ganyan and ang talagang tambayan pa rin nila Facebook Facebook pa rin, of course. Oh. Top platform in the Philippines. Oh, hindi ko audience kasi ang Gen Z eh. Siguro kaya, siguro ko sila talaga ang audience ko. Baka nag-TikTok na ako, nag-Kumo na ako. Or nag-Kumo. Pero hindi kasi, hindi kasi sila yung nagiging audience ko. Kaya yun din yung siguro yung important. no. Uh, don't just 
go to the platform because you know it is trending, you still True. you really have to decide who do you want to serve and mm -hmm. how can you best best add value to the market that you want to serve rather than trying to serve everyone. No, mm -hmm. you end up serving no one in a way. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Miss Janet, before we wrap up. Um, I asked my guest this question because, of course, that's the name of our podcast. Can you leave us with one wicked thought? Nako, nako, hindi ko napaghandaan yun na. Meron bang one wicked thought? No? But that's the title of the ano. Nag-iisip ako ng one wicked thought. Uh, di ba ikaw, sabi mo nga, ano, ikaw, ano eh, yung tungkol sa res eh. No? <laughs> um, siguro yung um, one wicked thought is that um, I, I would like to take it from Anthony Ayaniro, yung idea na for every customer you gain, you take it from some, you're, you're actually taking it away from someone else. Mm. So when you, when you do not win a project or when you lose a client, someone took it away from you. No. So I guess if you say you you you're wicked. <laughs> you're <laughs> wicked if uh if uh you I guess you're wicked if you are able to keep your clients uh happy because you're oh. you're so obsessed, you're so focused in serving them and trying to add value to them rather than uh letting uh rather than taking your clients for granted and sooner or later they have to let you go. And that's the wicked thought of Miss Janet Toral. So, Miss Janet, um, thank you so much for being a guest here in our Dash of Social season. Um, can you tell us where to find you and anything that you want to mention to our listeners and our viewers? Of course, they can find me on Twitter at Digital <laughs> Yes, uh, yes. Since you're listening to a podcast, I think that's the fastest way to find someone. So check me out on Twitter and uh, just holler if you're listening to this podcast and it will be great to connect with you. Thank you so much, Miss Janet Terrell, everyone. And that was the latest episode from Wicked Thoughts. This season is sponsored by The Company Co-working Space in Cebu and Content Dash. A simple and fast social media content planner. Sign up for a free account at www.content-app. Tune in for more Wicked Conversations right here at Wicked Thoughts.